I don't know if I ever thought I'd be in this situation, to be honest. I really didn't. I thought I was going to go play baseball in college, go get a business management degree, and uh, I didn't even end up doing that or play baseball, so I didn't do either one. But, uh, yeah, that's what I thought I was going to do. And then after, I was just going to figure out life, whatever way it took me. You're listening to the Bragman Breakdown Podcast. Here's your host, Jackson Bragman. Welcome into episode 64 of the Bragman Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Bragman, and today we have a very, very special guest. I've been looking forward to this conversation for the past couple days. I've been waiting with bated breath for my opportunity to chat with Connor Sampson. Connor played quarterback last year for Western Illinois for, for the Leathernecks, I believe. Okay, so for the, leather, the Leathernecks and uh, entered the draft. When all seven rounds was not drafted, the Lions, his hometown team, invited him to rookie minicamp, which is getting underway this Thursday. It's two. That's two days away. Yep. Well, yeah. So two days away is rookie minicamp for Connor, and uh, he's going to try to make the Detroit Lions roster this year. So I'm very excited to have Connor on the show. We both just finished up uh, our own respective workouts. I'm not quite working out uh, side by side with Connor. I'm not running routes for him, but we're both here at. Um, Nate's uh, what, what is it? Nate's uh, NA, yeah, and a NA performance training, and so I've been working for Nate uh, with Nate for two years. He's been on the podcast before a long, long time ago, and um, Nate kind of hooked us up. And Connor was here throwing. I was here getting a little workout in, and then we agreed that we would uh, record after. So here we are. And Connor, thank you for joining me. How are, how are we feeling? And uh, you know, we're we're two days away from NFL rookie minicamp, and we were talking before we started recording, and. You kind of were mentioning to me that your first three years of high school, you did not play at all. You didn't play at all. You always thought that baseball was going to be the route for you, and all of a sudden you end up at an NFL rookie minicamp. What has this whole experience been like from your perspective? Yeah, no, it's been a crazy experience. Um, obviously, my four years at Belleville, uh, I didn't play my first year, three years at uh uh, football. Um, I got a opportunity with a new coach that came in my senior year for football and uh, kind of rode with it. Um, he gave me an opportunity uh, kind of to play my final senior year, had a great senior year, and then uh, he uh, gave me an opportunity, uh, reached out to a few schools and uh, connected me with a few schools. And uh, Western was one of them. They gave me a shot, and all I needed was one, uh, one shot and made the best of it for sure. So I'm excited. Uh, rookie camp comes up here in two days, and I'm excited to get going. Yeah, awesome. So... I, I, it's it's so interesting how it happens, how these guys get overlooked, and like we all know, you know, Michael Jordan's cut from his high school basketball right. team as right. sophomore, and this always happens, and it is just fascinating how it all comes down to because if if someone told you like Connor, you're a great baseball player, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have a future in football, and you never played any of your four years in high school, you might you might have thought that you were good enough, but then without that, it's so interesting to me how we need other people to vet. To verify our hard work and you know and all that, I was I listened to um this this a while ago. This might have been a year ago, at least six months ago. But on the um, Ryan Russillo podcast, Russillo interviewed David Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Did not play the first three years of his high school career. Barely played his his fourth year, and his high school only ran an option offense, so he never wow. played in pass pro. Yeah. He ends up getting like two D one offers. Yeah. He 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 goes to Colorado, obviously. Yeah. Now he's one of the best tackles in the league. How do, how does that feel? How does it feel that you were kind of overlooked those first three years of high school. In comes Jermaine Crowell, 
Is that how you pronounce yep. it? Yep, Crowell. Yep. And he, the, your old school Belleville, he's built this program to the point where they won the state championship last year. So he clearly knows what he's doing. He saw something in you, and he gave you that verification. Now, you you have already made it so far. Even if, let's say, hypothetically, you don't make the Lions roster this mm-hmm. year, like you have so much to be proud of, and it's such a great accomplishment that you made it to this point. How do you feel uh, about the position that you are in, uh, and what's your mindset heading into this Thursday? You know, I'm excited. Uh, I'd be I'd be lying if I, if I said uh, six years ago when I was in high school. Uh, I don't know if I ever thought I'd be in this situation, to be honest. I really didn't. I thought I was going to go play baseball in college, go get a business management degree, and uh, I didn't even end up doing that or play baseball, so I didn't do either one. But, uh, yeah, that's what I thought I was going to do. And then after, I was just going to figure out life, whatever way it took me. Um, I've been blessed to, that Western gave me an opportunity, um, and I just made the most of it. And that's kind of been how my life has went. Uh, first, it all started with Crowell giving me one opportunity to play my senior year, made the best of it. We had a great year. We won, I want to say we either won eight or nine games. Um, and then, once again, got one opportunity from a Division One school. Sat for, man, I sat my first three years there behind a guy named Sean McGuire who played in the CFL, and I learned everything from him. Uh, he taught me how to how to be a football player how to watch film uh just how to lead an offense and uh now once again uh after the draft i obviously didn't get picked up uh, or drafted um the lions they gave me one chance and i've just been a guy my whole life who really has just thrived off the one opportunity so i'm looking to make the best of it and i'm excited to come uh, this thursday to allen park so were they the the one team that gave you the call yeah, so I, I talked to a few teams uh, throughout the whole draft process. Um, and then that day, I heard from both the Bears and the Lions. And then uh, we heard nothing, uh, I think, that ended on the Saturday. We didn't hear anything Saturday. Um, and you know, a free agency uh, after the draft and getting all the undrafted free agents and rookie camp mini, uh, mini camp invites takes a few days. Um, so I think it was the first day I came in, I was talking to Nate on Monday. I was just like, man, I'm just, we're just really hoping and praying that things uh, we get a call here soon. And uh, as soon as I walked out of Nate's office at around like, mm, I want to say it was like 1245, I got a call from my agent saying, hey, the Lions want to bring in for rookie minicamp. And I was I was excited. And I was just can't can't wait to I mean, get go. It's, that's awesome. Like it's you can't even you can't even write it. It's, no, it, it was such a perfect situation because me and Nate were literally talking about it for 20 minutes. He was like, hey, just keep your head down. Stay the course like. I believe in you. Like I think you're going to get a chance with somebody. And as soon as I walk out of Nate's office, I'm. I can just. I remember the day like it was yesterday. Uh, I get a call from my agent. He's like, "Hey, you're going to rookie minicamp with the Lions." And I just. I lost it for a second. I was just super excited and, and pumped. So. Yeah, I mean, and that's awesome. And Nate, yeah, Nate, Nate knows what he's talking about. He's he's given me you know some great advice mm-hmm. uh, over the years. So that's um, that's great. And. I'm trying to think. Rod, didn't Rodney Harrison play at Western Illinois? Did. did you ever have a chance to to meet him or no? No. So he did, he didn't. So Rodney didn't really come around um, when I was there at Western. But uh, no, he was a he was a leatherneck for sure. Um, I don't know how his uh, how his playing times went at. Obviously, he he was a great player. I just don't know the relationship that he has with Western. I see. Okay. Gotcha. Um, very political there. You, you'll be you'll make a great NFL quarterback with, yeah. that, with that type of answer. That's very good. Um, where do we want to go here? So, what was your experience like? What, what was your personal experience like at Western? You sat the first three years. Mm-hmm. First of all, let me let, let's do a two part question. Part number one: How hard is it? 
three years in high school and then three years in college, how hard is it to sit and sit and sit and go to practice every day and eat perfectly and be warm every game and make sure that you're warm and ready to get into the game in case something happens and just sit and sit and sit for three years? That must be like brutal. So can you take me through the the day-to-day experience of what that's like? Yeah, you know, it's tough. Uh, Nowadays, kids want to play right away. And, uh, of course, I wanted to play while I was there, but... um Obviously, going into college, I got first handed the uh, playbook, and it was huge. And I was like, okay, this is a different level of football. We ran a a pro-style offense at Western, so uh, the playbook was pretty thick. So it took me a while to learn. So I knew coming in, I wasn't going to be able to play right away. Uh, It was going to take some time. And it took me about a year, year and a half to figure it out. But you're right, it's tough to sit back and uh, just watch. For really, for six years, I I sat and watched other people play football. But I think it just made me a better person. It made me a better player. made me a better team. Um, just to sit there and you know you're going into a game and it's not about you it's all about the team now and uh, that's kind of how it is playing the quarterback position it's a team first mentality and uh, yeah it it was tough at times but you know I just stayed the course and I knew if I kept preparing and keep pushing my parents always told me never give up so and if I started anything I had to finish it didn't matter what the situation was and that's what I did and and, uh, if you stay the course uh, your time will eventually come Connor you mentioned the playbook and how much more advanced and elaborate it is at the college level. And it's not even a Power Five school, but you know, even at you know at any D one school, that it's that that's what it's like. So, how would you say that not only the complexity of the game? advances at the college level and how how does the pace of play and how does everything that's going on around you change once you get to that next level in college yeah so once you get to the division one level everyone's bigger everyone's faster everyone's stronger um the the pace of play is so much quicker than it is in high school and uh so I would say sitting for three years while I was at college, it really allowed me to adapt. I mean, obviously, I never – I played in a few games, you know, late games that are blowouts I would get in or if we were getting, or if we were losing, I would come in and play a play or two. So I got a little bit of the pace of play, um, but I never really understood it until you hit, you get, like, your first actual start and you're playing the full game. And uh, that was in 2019. We went down to northern Alabama, and I was like, wow, this is, this is some serious football. Guys are flying around. And uh, it was a big eye-opener, but – after that, you settle in after your first game, and you just get rolling. So, what is so obviously it's different playing the quarterback position than any other position on the field because you talk about those guys that are flying around and these different skill players, wide receivers, cornerback safeties, even DNs are like they're somehow bigger and faster. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And at the NFL, you know, it's the same thing. You yeah. see, guys and like you know, who's going to be the number one pick in next year's draft? Probably Will Anderson from right. Alabama. Right. Massive, but he's the forty time and everything. It's like, it's just ridiculous how how over time and as technology has developed how how these guys are so nimble and are so physically dominant at the same time the quarterback position is a little bit different the greatest quarterback of all time tom brady isn't the most genetically gifted quarterback that we've ever seen he is the most intelligent quarterback that we've ever seen and he's probably the most accurate quarterback that we've ever seen and he has won seven super bowls by 
through accuracy and through his intelligence and poise. So I feel like I feel like the quarterback position is the only position in football and maybe in sports where you can get by with those attributes. So what would you say in your eyes is the biggest differentiator between the quarterback position and the other positions on the football field? Um, I think the biggest thing is a lot of guys, typically in every position on the field, you got to be athletic and fast and strong. When it comes to the quarterback position, it's all from the head up. Um, you got to be fast from the head up. So your your brain has to be thinking 24-7. You're moving pretty fast with your brain, and uh, it's the ball has to be in spots and at time. It's all timing. Um, whether you're not – I mean, you see a lot of quarterbacks nowadays that can get out of the pocket and run a little bit, but uh, – I think the biggest thing for the quarterbacks is the, uh, how would you say it? I would say just the processing of the game. And, uh, yeah, I would just that's the biggest separator nowadays, especially in pro football, is processing it. Is there a QB in the league right now? If you had to pick one of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now, who are you most comparable to in, your, in terms of your playing style and your abilities? I mean, a lot of people are going to say they're like Tom Brady, but I kind of like to compare myself to him because I just had my pro day. Um, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the fastest. I'm not the strongest. But where I separate myself is from knowledge and above the head. Um, I can put the ball in spots. I got a pretty strong arm. Um, I'll know the when I get to the lines, I'll know the playbook. I'm pretty sure by the end of the three days, uh, I spent a lot of time studying that stuff. And I think that's what separates from me from a lot of guys. And what helps me is when I was at Western, um, the NFL-style offense that we ran. When I went to my local pro day with the Lions a few weeks ago, I get in there and I was like, wow, this is all the same stuff that we ran in high school or that we ran in college. I mean, the verbiage is a little bit different, but... That's a huge advantage. Oh, a huge advantage. So I went in there and I was like, wow, this is this is amazing that I walked in and I was like, this is literally the our playbook that we had at Western. So now I'm excited to get the, the actual playbook and get rolling in the rookie minicamp coming up here. Right on. Um, what would you say you've worked on this off season the most like what 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 and what have you improved upon the most to get ready for that NFL level because at the end of the day the pacing is so much higher at the college level than it is at the high school level but at the NFL level I mean these are the best athletes in the world so what have you done to prepare yourself for this opportunity of rookie minicamp and kind of get yourself ready for NFL football Yes, there's a few things I've worked on. Um, When I first started with Nate, uh, I was not the most flexible guy. Uh, That's one thing that I've really tried to uh, focus on is my flexibility. Um, And then also working with my quarterback coach, Donovan Dooley. He usually comes up here on Tuesdays and Thursdays and we train. And uh, one thing that we've worked on is the tempo. Obviously, going from high school to college, it's a huge tempo change. And now going from college to pros it's even going to be another tempo change so uh no everything now has to be full speed there's no lackadaisical stuff and footwork or anything or processing anything everything you do now is with a purpose and has to be full speed so this season for the first time ever the Detroit Lions are going to be on hard knocks and hard knocks is good and bad for this reason that that reason being that a lot of the focus is on the guys that are trying to make the team. 
and a lot of the guys that are going to end up on the practice squad and a lot of guys, you know, that usually there's some footage, but usually the top 20, 25 guys on the roster that are going to make it, they're not featured as much, which I think I, I would like to, I, I, I think that this is the biggest problem in sports today is that leagues and teams don't market their stars enough and we don't get to know the players as well as we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why, for example, I don't know if you've seen the F1 documentary on Netflix or if you're a big F1 guy who drives to survive. I, I know what you're talking about. So it's like that's what I think any sport could need. And I know they're making one for golf and they're, you know, they're making one for tennis as well, Netflix is, and I think it's a very smart idea. So in that sense, I would like to, last season, I would have liked to see, um, I think it was the Chargers and the Rams last season or maybe those two seasons ago, but I, I want to see Matthew Stafford and I want to see, um, yeah, I want to see Keenan Allen. I want to see those guys. But I do find it very, very interesting to see those guys in their quest to try to make an NFL football team and guys who, because for those guys, camp actually matters. For the other guys, you know, camp is an opportunity to get back in shape. For guys like you, camp is everything. So if you do make it to the point where you are in camp and you're fighting for a spot on the team, do you think that uh, being on Hard Knocks is going to be a fun opportunity that you're looking forward to, or do you look at it more as maybe it could be a distraction or something like that? Um, You know, I think it'd be cool. You've always watched Hard Knocks growing up, um, and it's always a cool experience to kind of get the inside scoop on professional football, but once you're there and once I'm in it, I'm there for one reason and one reason only, and that's to make the roster. Um, Obviously, there's going to be people around you recording you and doing stuff, but you got to stay the course, and you're there to make the roster, and that's that's your only focus at that point. So, as I'm sure you're aware, the Lions do have four quarterbacks on the roster that are returning from last season how do you think you can distinguish yourself enough to make the team this year Uh, I think I touched on it a little bit before but um, going back to the kind of style of offense that I ran in yep it all it all starts in between the years and kind of just the style offense that I ran at Western um, has really set me up for success when it comes to NFL football Um, you know a lot of times you see in college nowadays you see these guys just let the quarterbacks just line up and they run a spread offense um i think this style of offense that we ran at western has really put me in a good position to get in mini camp and um just get in there and go not really have to think too much knowing that i know a lot of it and you know there's gonna be some different things that you have to learn obviously it's within every offense but just give me the opportunity to go out there and compete and bet my very best and know that i'm ready for this and i've been uh trained with this style of offense for the past six years so have you had any conversations? I know you worked out here at the Lions Pro Day a month ago, and I know you've you know been in Allen Park uh, you know a couple times for different pre-draft things. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, y- your agent told you that you're going to minicap. But have you had an opportunity yet to chat with Dan Campbell or Brad Brad Holmes, even if it's just you know a short thirty second conversation? Mm-hmm. And what, what what was that like? What are those guys kind of like? Even if you only had a short interaction with them. Yeah, so I, I haven't uh, I haven't talked to Brad Holmes. He he kind of uh, talked to us a little bit at the local pro day, but I didn't get to talk to him personally. But I talked to Dan Campbell a little bit personally, and uh, I went up and just shook his hand. And I said, appreciate uh, the invite for allowing me to come out here and uh, perform in front of all your uh, in front of your organization. And uh, he was like, oh, you're a local Belleville kid. And I was like, yeah, I'm just right up the street. And just kind of chit-chatted about Belleville and just being how I'm literally right up the street. It's like 20 minutes away. So, yeah, it was a pretty short conversation, but it was pretty cool to talk about right. that. And uh, and a former line, so yep. you know this, this is uh, 
trying to think, second year only, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so he he knows he's getting to know the area again, and so, I mean, that's that's a cool dude, though. Like, are, are you are you looking forward to potentially playing for him? Because I f- I feel like that is like almost the definition of a players' coach. Guys like Dan Campbell, Mike Vrabel, guys that have played in the past and know the highs and lows of the game and know what you experience on a day to day basis. No, he, he definitely seems like a great players coach, and I, I'm really excited to get an opportunity to uh, be around him during uh, rookie minicamp, so we'll see how it goes. All right, well, Connor, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time. I appreciate it. We had some technical difficulties, but we, uh, we figured it out, so I want to thank you. I want to ask you one more question before we do wrap up. Mm-hmm. I heard you were quite – I don't know if you're an elite – level ping pong player but i heard you're very interested you're you're a ping pong fanatic and you do enjoy the game so as someone who appreciates racket sports myself mm-hmm. and paddle sports yeah. i want to uh first first of all i want to ask you where does your your ping pong like enjoyment stem from why why do you enjoy the game and uh i think you know i might have to i might have to challenge you one day i think this might have to be a little showdown between me and you we'll get a table set up beyond the 50 yard line here in nate's gym and we we, we might have to play one of these days no so it's funny you bring it up um we never really had a ping pong table growing up in our basement um until i want to say maybe my sophomore or junior year of high school um but growing up i always go to my buddy's house and he always had a ping pong table and we'd always play and finally we found one in my mom and my mom was like yeah we're gonna go get it and we're gonna put it in the basement and i was like oh perfect and so literally i'm not kidding every day after school all my buddies would come over and we'd play ping pong for oh hours we'd all be down there from my junior year to senior year and uh now i've uh I love the game of ping pong. It's been fun. Uh, we we try to play so many games within ping pong with different games of I don't even know what you call them. We just we just try different things and we have a blast with it. But no, uh, I'm pretty talented when it comes to ping pong. I like the I'm extremely competitive, so I'd be up for a little challenge with you for sure. Yeah, for sure. I hope, you know, I hope that there's one in the uh, in the Lions locker room. Then you can kind of show off, and then Dad Campbell walks by. It's like, oh, this guy's making the roster. <laughs> yeah, after he sees kind of the competitive fire in your eyes, let's be good. Right, yeah. And your mom must be very happy that your junior and senior year of high school you're in your basement playing ping pong as opposed to you know partaking in some other recreational activities i think she was probably very very glad that uh that the ping pong and and the football was uh was there for you so yeah all right well we will make it happen uh so so those are the two the two things that you have to promise me is we will play ping pong one day and as as i said before the interview started i will be speaking at your hall of fame enshrinement and we will we will do a podcast uh, when that happens (laughs) so before we go i want to give people an opportunity to find you see what's going what, what's going on in your life first of all do you have anything that you want to plug uh that's just going on in general with you or do you just want to plug your socials or what, what what do you want the people to know about so they can kind of follow your your nfl journey um, I'm not a big social media guy, but I do post a little bit on uh, a little bit on Twitter, um, more on Instagram. So if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's C Sampson, S A M P S O N underscore eight. Then I'll post a little bit on Instagram as well, and that's C Samps one two seven. So if you guys want to follow me on there, it'd be greatly appreciated. All, All right, awesome. Good. Well, thank you so much, Connor, and uh, best of luck this Thursday at Rookie Minicamp. Thanks. Appreciate you having me on.